But I'm just going to point out that you absolutely should not ever give your dog wine. Anyone who's watched it will know what I'm talking about. And when you do watch it, you will understand. So never, never, never let your dog drink wine. And I'm looking at you, Jessica, from Love is Blind. I mean, <laughs> you also shouldn't lead someone on and lust after someone else's fiance, but I'll just keep it. Wait, what? <laughs> now I have to watch it tonight. Welcome dog moms and dads to our show where we discuss the everyday joys and challenges of pet parenting. I'm your host, Jen. And I'm Ashley. And this is the Dog Mom Podcast presented by Zippy Paws. Yay! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All right. You ready to talk about quarantine? Yes. Ready. About COVID? I mean, I guess we're not really talking about COVID. I don't want to talk about COVID. Yeah, we're not talking about, you know covid or coronavirus the the actual disease but we're just gonna talk about how we've been handling stay at home and this is day how many days it's been oh it's been 69 days (laughs) (laughs) that we've been staying at home so i'm glad you're keeping track i i can't i feel like if i was yeah oh okay yeah for anybody listening that isn't familiar with Zippy Paws, we are based in Southern California and California was one of the first, if not the first, I don't, don't fact check me on that, but definitely one of the first states to have the stay at home order put into effect. So Zippy Paws as a company has been at home for months. Yeah, feels like years, but it's been months. Right. I think we, um, as a company started working from home about a week before um, Governor Newsom actually declared the stay-at-home order, so we've been staying home an extra week. We were ahead of the curve. We were those irritating students in the front of the class. We're like, can we just go home? <laughs> can we just go home? Little did we know we weren't coming back. Yeah, that's it's it's crazy to think about what we thought of, you know, sixty-nine days ago, <laughs> and here we are now. Yeah, it's just, it's bizarre. And coming from someone, this is going to sound a little bit morbid, but from someone who watches zombie movies and apocalypse movies, you watch them with this level of understanding of, okay, this isn't real. This isn't a real thing. The, you know, these crazy diseases don't have this kind of an effect in our society. And it's just kind of a good gut check that, yeah, actually they do happen. And these things can happen and it's kind of a wake-up call really yeah for sure um so today we're going to be talking about how we've individually been handling the stay-at-home order um and what we've been up to how are we you know faring with our significant others Uh, (laughs) and what we've been doing with our dogs so it's more of a chit-chat episode where we talk about our daily lives Yeah, and I just want to start out by giving you a quick shout out. I think that you guys as a company have always done a very good job making all of us feel safe. All of us feel like we're a part of a family. And there was absolutely zero hesitation 
stopping everyone from going into the office and sending everybody home. Um, that's not something that I think you would necessarily get with a lot of companies. I think there would probably be some hesitation and there wasn't at all. And as someone who has severe asthma and who has an autoimmune disease, that's, that's so important to me, but it, I'm just very appreciative. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I think that the health of all of us is way more important than any business that we could do. And it was a no-brainer. And shout out to the executive team here at Zippy Paws for making that decision right away. And I think it was definitely helpful, especially to you, because um, you are in a high-risk, what would you call it, category? <laughs> yeah. Let me restart that. It's, o- it's, it's always Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want you alive, so um, we try to do our best to, to do that for you. But moving on to more lighthearted topics, and I guess what everyone's probably really wondering is what have we been up to since quarantine hit? Obviously, we've been working. We've pretty much continued our nine to fives Monday through Friday, but it is amazing how much time you have even when you're not working when you can't leave your house it that is feel, true mm-hmm. hours feel like days people I are feel I feel like I go through since I've been in quarantine or um, stay at home I've gone through periods of months within these two months like season has have changed and then like I was uh into doing this hobby and then now I'm into doing this hobby so you're going through the motions yeah so it, it feels like it's been forever and ever um but i keep i keep joking with nico that every week i'm going to decorate for a different holiday <laughs> so next week it'll be halloween then we'll move into thanksgiving then we'll move into christmas and i'll probably just keep my christmas decorations up until christmas actually until happens. christmas right that i i did hear um some advice in 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 the beginning of the quarantine period when everyone's moods were still you know up and down and we weren't sure of um how to handle the situation i i heard someone recommend that you should have a different theme every single week so there's something to look forward to and then each week is oh. a little bit different so you're not stuck in that what day is it you know i'm still in my pajamas from four days ago that kind of feeling um and i didn't actually get to do it but i think that's that's really smart and it really if you have kids too probably that will um, give them something to look forward to like this week is uh, sushi week or like Japanese uh, themed and then next week would be like another like Mexican theme and you guys make tacos or something so oh I like that yeah it's not exactly the same but Nico and I have really tried to set aside date night every week which takes a different meaning when you're with someone 24 7 because he is obviously also working from home Mm -hmm. and not only is he working at home we work in the same home office so i would i would just like a pat on the back for that because we have not killed each other yet (laughs) you guys sit next to each other or across from each other he wanted us to sit across from each other and i i had to i had to draw a line i am I get very into my work and I I need a certain amount of, I don't want to say space because that sounds so bad, but I need a certain amount of concentration. So having someone this close next to me as it is, is already a little bit tricky to navigate, but we've, we've honestly, I, I joke about it a lot, but we've done 
we've done very well through quarantine but we've we've established a weekly date night where we try to just turn off our phones plan something last weekend we did outdoor camping in our patio just to to kind of switch it up a little bit we're we go out to eat a lot when obviously when we're not ordered to stay at home and it starts kind of bringing you down when you're seeing the same walls you're seeing the same things so along the lines of having a theme for the week I think that that the date nights have really helped us (laughs) yeah that sounds nice outdoor picnic it was fun we set up our camping equipment tried to sleep outside and then our neighbor decided to uh, listen to his music until 2 a.m so that didn't work (laughs) didn't work out as well as we had hoped but yeah last weekend we power washed the backyard and also all of the cushions we've been in this house for two years and i don't think we've spent much time out there just like sitting like we spent a lot of time um doing gardening and all that stuff but not just like sitting and and enjoying a drink or eating outside or anything like that so we did that for the first time last week and it was really nice i don't know why we don't do it more often that's kind of how we feel there are spots within our home that that we haven't really enjoyed obviously we enjoy them more now but it's been eye-opening for sure and it's made me appreciate my space yeah i i feel like i've um enjoying the opportunity to be a homebody because usually i have cabin fever and i like to go out and i like to be outside i like to go out for to go to restaurants bars you know like concert venues go hiking and i never like to be cooped up at home so on a saturday or a sunday if i don't go out at least one time during the day um i just get antsy right i just want to go somewhere i'll just go out and grab boba or something um but this is like forced me to be a homebody and i'm kind of enjoying it more Uh, and i don't really um i kind of look forward to the weekend now where i just stay home and do nothing (laughs) So have you uh, made banana bread? I'm sorry, I have to ask. (laughs) I have not made banana bread, but I did try baking again. um, I am not much of a baker. And I, so the verdict is I still don't like baking. So I'm going to leave banana bread to all of you people (laughs) because I can't do it. And I don't enjoy it for some reason. It's so funny because... I typically do enjoy baking. I actually really like baking. I really like cooking. And I used to bake banana bread really frequently. And I have not made it once <laughs> since we've been stuck at home. I have made the um, TikTok coffee or Dalgona coffee. I don't know how to say it. But I have made that twice. So I, I feel like, like I'm pretty on trend with, you know, I'm, I'm hip now. I, I mean, I, I placed a $300 bevmo order when quarantine started does that count (laughs) is that every week (laughs) how dare you it's funny because i was talking about this with a friend the other day because she ironically one of my old friends from high school moved into my old apartment so if there's ever a package that gets delivered to my old address she she's able to pick it up and so she got a box from target that I had I had no idea what it was. And she texted me. She goes, hey, I have one of your boxes here. I was like, what do you, I didn't order anything, which is shocking for me. 
finally got around to picking it up and it was a box of potato chips that I had ordered the week that quarantine started. (laughs) And they just got there now. (laughs) Well, yeah, one, it just got there. And two, it's just funny because everybody went into this mass hysteria. There was panic. People were bulk buying toilet paper. They were buying water, which I don't know if everyone in suburbia California knows this. You can boil water. You don't need to bulk buy water in the in the event of an actual emergency. But Ashley decides to order a stockpile of wine and potato chips. And I don't know if there's anything that could metaphorically describe me better than that. <laughs> You're like, uh, if I'm home for two months, how many bottles of wine and how many potato chips can last me through the, these two months? You're like calculating in your mind. Right. Although I don't I don't think I've actually had that much wine. It got really warm pretty quickly after the stay at home order went into effect. And I am not a wine drinker when it's hot. Can't do it. I bought a blender for that purpose. So now I have frozen drinks instead. Right. Frozen margaritas. And frosé. I made frosé for the first time the other day. Yeah. Frosé is actually really, really good. Made it the first time uh, about a month ago and it was I haven't made it since. I've been making more smoothies. I've been making a smoothie a day. And I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty good at it now. And I got the um, ratio of frozen fruit to fresh fruit to milk to uh, yogurt. I'm, I got it completely down. Maybe I should like post something online to give you guys yeah, a recipe. I feel like, I feel like people are going to ask about that. <laughs> okay, I'll post it online and you guys can try it. I'm, I'm all about that smoothie life. We did... For, for anyone out there who thinks that I might potentially be an alcoholic, we did not get a blender solely to make margaritas, although I do call it a margarita machine. But we have made some some pretty good smoothies too. Have you tried making soup in those blenders? I have. Ooh, how did this turn out? So good. So this blender has a setting that keeps food warm. So I can I can blend it and I can blend it directly out of the pot, which is really hard with... I. I, the blender that I had before this one was like 10 years old. It was very old, didn't have any new technology. So you had to, if you're cooking soup, you had to cook it and wait for it to cool down or else use an immersion blender. But this new, wonderful, beautiful creation that I have, I can pour the steaming hot soup directly into it and blend it up. And it is fantastic. Nice. You might have to link that just for me. I will link that and I will link if you want or if anybody's interested a cool recipe for cold soup for the summer gazpacho nice which is the first thing that I made with it I don't think I've made cold soup myself but I'm I'm excited to try I have a really old um, nutri bullet or you know the one of those small blenders so I don't know if that will work but I can try you just have to do steps maybe I'll just Maybe I'll just make some and deliver it to your doorstep and run away. I mean, ooh, I, I have some coffee jelly that I made. So I, my friend got me a boba book for my birthday, and I have been making all of these teas and boba drinks and all the accoutrements too. So I'm doing coffee jelly, and I'm going to do matcha jelly and egg pudding next. So Ooh. I've been really busy. Okay, the coffee jelly takes a long time because you have to make the cold brew, which takes a day, and then you have to make the coffee jelly, and it has to set for overnight, 12 hours. So actually enjoying the coffee jelly takes like three days. <laughs> Can you learn how to make cucumber jellies for me? I have 
not heard of cucumber jelly, but I'm sure it's like the same. It's rather, it has to be the same process. Yeah. I'm going to look it up later. Cucumber <laughs> jelly. So how have, how have the pups handled stay at home? They're loving it. I feel like that's, that's every dog in the world is just so ecstatic that it's people are home every day. Yeah, we've kind of um, tried to go out a little bit without them, maybe every, maybe twice a week for a few hours without them. And every time we get back, they're just overjoyed. They, Birdie especially, keeps ripping up my clothes and getting her, you know, claws into my my arms because she's so excited. We've tried to do the same with Bjorn because eventually, no idea when it's going to be, but eventually we'll be back at work and I feel like this is one caution that I that I will throw out there is for everyone that's at home that's just loving their lives with their dog and thriving, make sure you're giving your dog some time away from you because it's going to be a really, really tough adjustment going back. Yeah, I've thought about it. And we try to give them a little bit of time, but then again, I'm like, where do I even go? And yeah, if I'm outside taking a walk, I feel kind of guilty not bringing them. <laughs> Same. And I feel like with Zippy Paws, it's a little bit different because we we typically take our dogs into the office every day. But for the people that work office jobs where they're not around their dogs, you going from being home 24-7 to being gone eight, nine, 10 hours a day is going to be really, really tough. Right. Yeah. So we do recommend uh, going out for an hour or so or a few hours every few days just to give them just so, so that they're still aware that, you know, okay, you know, my mom and dad still leave and they come back and it's okay if they leave. Exactly. So during quarantine, Bjorn learned to ride next to a bicycle. I guess he's not riding. He's running next to a bicycle. Which he's not scared. He is not scared anymore. That's what I was going to say. He used to be absolutely terrified of anything with wheels. Rollerblades, scooters, bikes, terrified. And Nico and I love to take bike rides. And one day we were just like, you know, we're going to try it. Just see how he does. See if he behaves the same way with us on our bikes because we'd essentially kept them far, far away from him. He, had, he wanted nothing to do with any bikes. And I would like to say it was this long training process that built up to this grand finale. He was absolutely fine. The first, <laughs> the first time I got on a bike, we put, he's got a pretty heavy duty harness that just gives me a little bit more control because he is a big dog. And that's the last thing I want to do is go flying on my bicycle. But I've been able to just hold my leash, hold his leash with my, my left hand and, and ride. And he loves it. There are days when I'm too tired to go out running with him where we just ride around in circles for a little bit <laughs> and he just goes full speed and it's the best exercise he gets that's nice i wish we could do that here but my neighborhood is too hilly i can't do that but um, but thinking that of that nice thinking of biking in your neighborhood gives me anxiety oh my gosh yeah you go down a hill and then uber back up maybe <laughs> There are people, there are cyclists that come through. They come to our neighborhood especially because it's very hilly and they're all dressed up in cycling gear. Like they think they're Lance Armstrong or something. We always make fun of them. Like, why do you have those glasses and why do you have those shorts? Uh, but they go up the uh, the hill and then they come down so quick and they, they, they're like 
so quick around the blind corners. I'm afraid to get hit one of these days. I think I will. I just, I, I wish I could be one of those people. It's probably the same people that wake up at 5 a.m. rejuvenated with no need for coffee. And right. Drink a smoothie like, and get through their day. Let's go on a 23-mile bike ride. It's going to be great. That'll start my day. <laughs> Have you have you guys done anything fun with the dogs or have you have you worked on anything? Have you done any like type of training, any type of etiquette work? Yeah, well, we haven't done anything specifically like uh, tricks or anything. Oh, actually, um, we taught Brittany how to play dead. Like we tell her to go bang and she goes on oh. her back with her feet up. But she doesn't do it all the time. So we're still working on it with her. It's not it's not like you know, you work on it one day and she gets it right away. It's a consistent, we have to do it over and over again. Um, and not too many times during the day because she, she'll get sick of it. <laughs> so we work on that and I'm working on leash etiquette with Brady because she does tend to pull a little bit when she sees distractions. When there's no distractions, she's fine, but when she sees dogs... And, you know, other animals like squirrels, she'll, she'll jump and pull. So I'm working with her on that. Um, it's work in progress. You can see her. You can hear her barking right now. <laughs> she knows you're talking about her. Yeah. And then I'm also working on um, holding things in her mouth. So for pictures, uh, I can send uh, post a couple of pictures, but she's doing really well in that. She can hold a toy. She can stay and she can look at me. So I'm really proud of her for doing that. That's so exciting. I um I think leash etiquette is is probably honestly another topic for a, a podcast in and of itself, another episode. But it's funny you mentioned that because one thing that I have learned through the duration of the stay at home order with with more people being at home consistently is that absolutely none of my neighbors know anything about dog etiquette. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing every I can't think of a time in the last two three weeks that I've taken Bjorn out where he has not gotten just harassed by some dog it's it's neighbors that have they're walking three dogs at a time and maybe this is something that you can enlighten us on because you have two dogs I only have one so when I'm walking it's it's very centered on making sure he behaves but dogs on 10, 15 foot retractable leashes that are trying to jump all over him and people that don't pick up after their dogs. And it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy. We might need to, to make this an entire episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. And I think uh, especially during a quarantine, I've seen a lot of people walking that I haven't seen before. A lot of dogs in the neighborhood that I haven't seen before, I don't know, all of a sudden they started walking too. And we have this, um, my husband calls him the blue bag bandit because there is some person in the neighborhood walking their dog and having these blue poop bags and they just leave them on the street or in people's yards. Yes, and we see them all over. And then I think lately he switched to a green bag. So I don't know if there's two people, one with blue bags and one with green bags, or it's the same guy who is switching colors, but I'm onto him or her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like just just PSA, guys. Don't don't make messes. Try to try to think of how you would want 
other dogs reacting to you or to your dogs. Our HOA is actually really good with people that don't pick up after their dogs. Um, this is assuming that everybody follows the rules, but when you join this community, they actually take a DNA swab of your dog. So if they go to the bathroom and they leave it and it gets picked up, they can run a test and you can get fine. Oh my goodness. Who is doing that? (laughs) That's, that's the thing. I don't know how reliable it is. I'm almost wondering if it's more of one of those tactics where, Hey, we have your information. Don't do anything wrong because I would sincerely hope that they're not spending there's, there's poop everywhere in this community still. I hope they're not spending the whole day going and collecting information, but there's a part, (laughs) there's a part of me that sees people and I just, I want to be the person that reports, but I, I never do. Yeah. (laughs) I never do. I think last month there was one incident where I was taking Kramer out and usually we have, um, like a poop bag holder on each of their leashes. But this time I, I think I washed his leash or something and I didn't have one. So I was like standing on the middle of the street, like just looking around, hoping that nobody sees me because I didn't forgot to bring poop bags. But then once I brought him home, I like ran out with a poop bag a half a mile to where it was and I picked up the poop because um, I just don't want to be that person, you know. And it wasn't on someone's side yard. So I didn't want them to have footage of me with my dog. So when I when I went to go pick it up, I made like a big show. I'm like, I'm here to pick up the poop. <laughs> so if they're like watching on their cameras, they can see that, you know, I came back. <laughs> this this big production. Right. Like I have my, uh, I put my hand in the bag and I waved it, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the blue bag bandit. <laughs> On that same note, I do feel like Bjorn goes out easily three times as much as he typically does. And I'm guessing it's because he's bored. Because yeah. he's, he's just constantly in our home. Do you feel like he's um, a lot lazier now or no? He has he is acclimated to the stay-at-home life for sure. He was always a pretty low-key dog well it's funny because he was always he always had a lot of energy at home and then we'd bring him in to the office I'd bring him into the office for work and people would actually ask me they would say you talk about how high energy he is but he's always sleeping so now he just kind of goes through all of his motions at home but I definitely feel like he's chilled out substantially Mm -hmm. he's he's enjoyed his newfound spot on the sofa and just kind of loafing around really how about your dogs have they yeah, they're super chill. They, I mean, they have bursts of energy, especially after um, eating breakfast or eating dinner. But most of the day, they're just chilling. They're kind of following me around because I'm, you know, in the home office. And then I come out and I make lunch or something. They're always by my side. So they're definitely pretty chill. And Brittany's grown up, so she's not as high energy as before. She only has a couple of bursts. And they only last for a minute or two unlike before where she'd go crazy those zoomies through the house she still does uh, zoomies but um yeah it's definitely a lot better than before so i have another i have another quarantine question for you okay what what is the cringiest show that you've binged watched oh boy uh Or have you watched any? Because I know I've watched plenty, but I could be 
I could be the the weird one here. I honestly I haven't actually watched too many new shows because in the beginning of quarantine, I was just watching my old favorites because I wanted a sense of normalcy in my life. So I've been watching like Seinfeld, Frasier, those shows that I've watched maybe like 20, 25 times each. Um, it just helps to calm me down. And now I'm kind of foraging into newer shows. Like I did watch Ozarks and Tiger King, of course. That seems like months ago. Tiger King? Right. Doesn't I feel like Tiger, like... Came... <laughs> Tiger King came and went really quickly. Right. Yeah. It seemed like it was six months ago, but it was only maybe two. <laughs> but the cringiest show I've been watching, I wouldn't call it cringy to people who are fans, is 90 Day Fiance. And oh, I've that's told cringy. You. Yeah. I've... <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> but we've been really obsessed with um, the Before the 90 Days uh, spinoff. We watched all the, all the seasons and now every Sunday I'm anticipating the newest newest episode. We just started Before the 90 Days because of you actually. I think we were talking about the original but we got distracted with Love is Blind. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to watch that too. And that oh my gosh. Is it good? Is it worth a watch? It's definitely worth the watch. It's again, for anyone that is a fan, I I call it cringe, but just know that I stayed up until one o'clock in the morning two nights in a row watching it. So this is not a judgmental call. But right. I would like to say it it it's not a spoiler alert. So don't worry, anybody out there listening who hasn't watched it yet. But I'm just going to point out that you absolutely should not ever give your dog wine. Anyone who's watched it will know what I'm talking about. And when you do watch it, you will understand. So never, never, never let your dog drink wine. And I'm looking at you, Jessica, from Love is Blind. I mean, <laughs> you also shouldn't lead someone on and lust after someone else's fiance, but I'll just keep it. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I feel like I have I'm to watch it this show. <laughs> I feel like I'm pitching the show. And then you can tell me how you feel about all of the people. But uh, yes, I'm don't... like, this, this episode is not sponsored by Love is Blind or 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> but if you don't, want to don't sponsor give us. your dog wine. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I don't know if I want to be sponsored by 90 Day Fiance. That's true. It's, it's so trashy. But I love it. I, 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 yeah. I got my husband hooked on the show, too. And one day, uh, it, it was in the first se- uh, season, I think. And I was working and I came out and he was watching the show by himself. That's <laughs> betrayal. That? that. Yeah. I don't so, want to say that's grounds for a divorce, but I will point <laughs> out that Nick knows better. And I know he listens to this. So... <laughs> It was just so funny because he's not, we're, us both, like, we're not the type of person to watch these type of shows. Like, we like documentaries and we like um, more drama shows and we don't really watch these reality TV shows at all. Um, But I think we saw too many memes about Ed and Rose, the couple from season four of Before the 90 Days, and we're like, okay, we have to watch his parts so we watched all their parts on youtube and then we're like we need more so then we watched the season and then we went back to season one to watch everything 
isn't it amazing how that works out because i feel like that's how nico and i are i love a little bit of like that girly television but more more in a fictional sense i guess and i feel like from tiger king to love is blind to 90 day fiance every time i sit down now in front of the television Nico goes, I don't know how you get me to watch this. And within five minutes, he's just as hooked. Yeah, they're good, right? And then they're the ones getting all upset, too. (laughs) They're like, how could they do that? Like, he's so trashy and they have all this commentary. So here's a a side tangent then. Not necessarily directly COVID related. But do you think... So the whole premise behind Love is Blind is they meet their these significant others in pods they don't see them they go on essentially like multiple blind dates and they connect with someone and eventually the person they connect with has the opportunity to propose and then from there they have i think it's like 30 days till they're married do you think and i asked this because what? nico and i had this whole conversation do you think that if you had met nick in that situation that it would have gone the same way i i think i think we would have gotten together anyway even if we didn't see each other or we were long distance i mean we were long distance but longer where we're different countries or something i think it was still happen because we just meshed together so well and we just finished each other's sentences and we have the same values and we think the same way like we're just like two of the same person but in different bodies i guess and we prefer the same things so i think even if i didn't get to see him like i i would still want to be with him so i can see that i can see that and i can vouch for that and i feel the same way it's funny because when nico and i started dating he lived almost an hour and a half away, which doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but sitting in California traffic for an hour and a half just makes it a little bit tricky to to spend a lot of time together. So we would watch Netflix together and talk on the phone at the same time. We'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. push play at this time. And it wasn't exactly the same, but it was very, very similar where you just spend a lot of time having conversations. But right. it's it's amazing how these garbage TV shows <laughs> elicit We've had decent conversations over them, honestly. Yeah, we kind of talk about your relationship and not talk about yourself necessarily, but talk about a relationship as a whole. And we do compare ourselves to them. Do you feel like you compare yourself to them, like your relationship to theirs? Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. And then there's that high and mighty twist of, well, why didn't you just do this? And why didn't you just do that? And then I look over at Nico like, um, you did that though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Excuse so when me? you're, when you're watching somebody else, you're like, I would never do this. Oh, that's, but if you really think about it, we've all gone through those type of relationships in our life. And I've been in relationships where I, it was toxic and I've said some things that I would never say to Nick today either because I'm older or, you know, he just doesn't make me say those kinds of things. Yeah, to see that play out with other couples is is insane. Have you learned anything new about your husband during quarantine? Oh, I have to think about it. 
oh, there was something new that he liked or something, and then I found that. Oh, can't remember. I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> what about you? I don't know if I've necessarily learned anything that I didn't know. I know. Oh, actually, I take that back. I think that my boyfriend might be the only accountant that I've ever met that listens to blasting black metal while he's working. <laughs> while he's working? While he's working. He's balancing. He works for a, a fairly large company and he's processing checks. He's handling the books. And I, I just hear this thrashing in his headphones and he's just going for it every once in a while he bangs his head and it just cracks me up i don't think he i'm assuming he doesn't do that in his office he's very very conservative that's you, funny he's like in a suit work. tie in his office and he's just like head banging away but but yeah every once in a while i look over at him and he's you know wearing a black dahlia murder shirt and banging his head listening to just the heaviest stuff that i've ever heard while doing accounting work cracks me <laughs> up that's funny so what would you say has been the biggest or what are a few of the biggest revelations that you've had throughout the entire stay-at-home process i think it it's important to to talk about it from a realistic standpoint but also from a positive standpoint i think you and i especially are very lucky in that our financial situation hasn't been drastically affected. We've been able to keep our jobs and we're able to kind of look on the positive side of things. Have you learned anything about yourself? Have you learned anything about, I mean, anything really? What's the the big takeaway that you have? Yeah. So again, like you said, we've been super fortunate to keep our jobs and work from home efficiently, if not even better than we were before. And of course, my husband has always worked from home, so we never had to you know, worry about his job. And some of the takeaways, I think, in the beginning, I was definitely, um, I've never been you know, depressed or anything, and I never really um, felt it myself, but I think if, uh, I think in the beginning, the first month or so, I definitely felt bouts of depression. And I don't claim to have a mental illness or anything, but I can understand um, kind of what that feels like. And I'm usually a really positive person where I look on the bright side of things all the time. And there were days when I just either couldn't sleep or I'd wake up and feel like this is Groundhog's Day, like nothing is being done for us and we're just all in it for ourselves. It's just me against the world right so yeah. that's how i found the beginning um but i think since then i've really just settled into this life and this role where we still do our day-to-day and we still um do the best that we can in our work and i feel like for the zippy paws team at least we've been doing a lot of really really great work it's uh, something like the, the podcast too like this is creative project is really cathartic for me and it's really helping me to push my boundaries a little bit more and be a little bit more creative and reaching out to people and connecting with our audience our customers that's really helped me because I want to relate to everyone and if you can relate to me through one of our stories or episodes or a toy like that's that to me is 
really, really re- rewarding. And it helps me be in a good mood and, you know, just I just love it. I just love the feeling of it. And I think productive-wise, there are days when I'm very productive where I can bang out all of my to-do lists. And then there are some days where I just don't have the creative juices and I don't have the energy and I just want to lay on the couch and not do anything and watch TV. And I feel like I've come to terms with that because I'm usually a very um, type A when it comes to getting my work done. And I don't like to be unproductive. I don't like to not hit my goals. And that really bugs me. But now it bugs me a little bit less. Like I'm a little more laid back with that now. So I feel like this stay at home has been very positive on me and I I feel like I'm a more well-rounded person because I'm uh, I've always cooked a lot but I'm cooking more I've been making awesome drinks and you know we're, we're trying to do different hobbies like I just made some candles for the first time so I feel like I'm really pushing myself to be creative and to just enjoy life a little bit more and take it slower so overall it's been it's been great (laughs) i i think that's important and i think it's important to recognize that there are going to be some days where it's just not happening and that's okay yeah because before that would get me really down because i would say you know i had all these task a b and c scheduled for today and didn't get it done Um, But now I'm feeling like, you know what, it's okay, I can push it to tomorrow or the day after. Let's work on something that will get you in a better mood today. So I'm a little bit more in tune with how I'm feeling and how do I get out of a funk if I'm in a funk and, you know, just take care of myself and my family a little bit more. Yeah, and it's very easy to uh, fall into those funks too because we're essentially being force fed all of these Instagram influencers, all of these commercials, all of these memes saying what you should and shouldn't be feeling, what you should and shouldn't be doing, what you should look like. And the bottom line is that 99% of that is fake. Yes. Right. Like it's, it's okay to hang out at home in mismatching pajamas. You do not need to have the newest clothes. You do not need to be spending your entire quarantine online shopping to reinvent yourself. If you don't come out of this as a completely new person, that's okay. If you come out of this as a new person, that's great too. But I think that just like everything else, we're fed these these expectations and it just it messes mm-hmm. with people, especially sitting at home and I hate 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 using the word unprecedented, but if there was ever an occasion where it was warranted, it is this that This is something that no one's ever navigated before. And so to put those expectations and to set these these standard bars so high, I think is really dangerous. And something that that I've learned and it's kind of kind of similar to what you're going through is that it's okay to have bad days. And I I would probably take it one step further and say forcing yourself to act like everything is fine isn't always healthy. And I speak from experience on that because I'm one of those people that's very go, go, go. I 
like to be kind of like that mother figure for everyone around me where if you're having a bad day, talk to me about it. Let me know. And I try to be that for, for Nico, for my family, for my team at work. I, I was trying to be that rock for the longest time. And I would say it was probably a good month in, in to stay at home until I was like, okay, I can be this for everybody else but I'm doing myself a disservice by acting like mm-hmm. everything is okay. It's, it's okay if everything isn't okay, as long as you you have that light at the end of the tunnel. And very much like, like you, I've kind of thrown myself into a lot of different creative endeavors. We've essentially redone our entire condo. We've painted every room, we've wallpapered, we've kind of worked with what we have. I love interior design. And I feel like that's kind of where my creativity mm-hmm. comes out. I've been, I've started a book that I've talked about writing for quite a long time. And I think another important thing that I've learned is to just simply be appreciative of what I have and also to vocalize it. I didn't realize how lucky I am to have my significant other until I was kind of thrust into this. I didn't realize how lucky I was to have the career that I do and the team that I do and the people working with me. And it's been really beneficial to me to to vocalize that too. And I think that kind of helps spread that positivity circle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on, on a more real note, my other big, big, big takeaway from this is that I spend way too much money on (laughs) coffee shops. Yes. It, in insane the amount of money that I've saved simply by not driving through Starbucks every morning, not eating Del Taco for lunch every day. We've done, I think we've done a really good job here with not eating out too much. Um, and when, when we are ordering out, we're trying to support local restaurants. There's some great ones in Claremont that we go to quite often and we want to make sure that they're staying in business. But I, I realize how much we spend eating out and drinking coffee and yeah, kind of really spending money on things that aren't giving us lasting experiences. We, we bought a barbecue about two months ago. And I'll tell you what, I don't think we've ever had a better purchase as we have buying that barbecue. And this is coming from someone that doesn't eat meat. <laughs> we've been we've been out there being vegetarian barbecue kings and queens, but we've we've had fun doing it. And I hope that that's something that we can take away after all of this is over is that we don't just fall back in the trap of, you know, running out to Chipotle when we want or just driving through Starbucks because we've had fun at home making lattes and trying to draw the hearts in the foam and barbecuing together and sitting outside and really taking advantage of the time that we have. So, I mean, it, it's a very scary time. It's really uncharted, but I very much like you, I think we've been very lucky in that we've, I've grown from it. My relationship has grown from it. I don't know if Bjorn's (laughs) grown from it. He's sitting next to me snoring, but he probably learned something. Yeah. I, I also agree that we are so so lucky and throughout the whole thing like you talked about making coffee and i think that's a really nice bonding moment because sometimes um, my husband and i make 
drinks or together or or most of the time i'm making the drinks and i'm making him drink it <laughs> and give, telling him that he needs to give me feedback <laughs> and he's probably like eye rolling but you know he wants to support Who asks me for feedback on their lattes <laughs> well i'm making a lot of drinks that i haven't made before um like i made this okay. japanese cola coffee with um cold brew the other day and i had a, like a Ooh. salted buttercream um topping on it so i wanted his feedback and it means new is different and it's like a nice bonding moment where we can share it together whereas before i would just do like a quick drive through um the coffee shop at you know 2 30 on a weekday or i would come home from work and i get some boba on the way it's not really like it's a small um satisfying it, it's like the first sip is satisfying right but then when you're making it at home you can the whole process and getting the ingredients and preparing it's more of like a ritual and it's so much more intimate yeah yeah it's intimate and then it you get to share it with whoever you're making the drinks for and i think it's awesome and I have to share it on social media, of course, so I get those <laughs> likes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that that would be something that's nice. I think when all of this is said and done, the the workforce in the country is going to change and how we how we view work. And if there was anything that, that I could hope that the country would really take into, con- not in consideration, but would really learn from is that I've had to, again, I'm a very go, go, go type of person. So working from home is very tricky for me because I tend to start earlier and work later. And that's that's not good. That's not healthy. There's a time and a place where you need to, but not all the time. And I think that this stay-at-home order has kind of taught us what Europe's been doing for a long time too, right? Where they value their family time. They value their time away from work and that's another important another important takeaway yeah definitely um well i know you and i always work all the time but (laughs) in generally as if you pause we only you know 40 hour days like you can log off you can sign off i can't sign off i just my brain doesn't allow me to yeah Um, but during quarantine i can take an hour or two during the day where I can run some errands or I can work on making a a nice drink or I can be out in the backyard and get some sun and then work at night. Whereas um, in the office, you can't really take like two hours off in the middle of the day to go do something. So I think that's really helped with my mental health because, um, you know, I, I tend to get so zoned in. I will work for hours and hours at a time with no break. So being at home, like it's so nice outside. So, you know, I go to the backyard, I do a little bit of gardening or something like that. And it helps break up the day and it helps for someone who works from like sunup to sundown. It helps break up my day and like make me work less, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then an even bigger round of applause for the people that are still working. I think it's also worth noting that there are tons and tons of people that are still going to work every day. They're getting up Mm -hmm. and exhausted. There's the people that are working full-time jobs and 
teaching their kids from home. There's a lot of kids on homeschool. One of my best friends, Erica, is a nurse, and she's got a house full of children that she's taking care of. Our our director of operations is doing it too. Um, he prefaced our manager's meeting today saying, hey, listen, my kids are home today. It's just me, so there might be some interruptions, and that's hard. That's exhausting because you're literally putting two huge components of your life together that are typically separated and just mashing them together with absolutely no training whatsoever. And then there are people that are out of work and are spending 24 really long hours a day struggling and stressing. And it, it's just, it's crazy to me. So a round of applause to everyone. I think that we, we keep talking about how lucky we are, but I don't want it to get lost on people thinking that you should be, you know, buying margarita blenders and spending your days training your dogs. I think it's worth pointing out that this is a, a difficult time for a lot of people and simply getting through the day is sometimes an accomplishment and that's, that's worthy of a pat on the back, honestly. Yeah, definitely. We all have our problems to deal with. You know, a parent has problems and we who are so lucky have our issues during the day too, right? So I don't want to discount. Like if you are someone who can work from home, your work hasn't been interrupted and you, you're you not homeschooling your kids, um, it it's okay to, to feel like guilty, right? Because sometimes you do feel guilty of, of like, I, I'm so... I'm so lucky and there are other people who are not as lucky as me and I don't want to be having these first world problems but I think it's okay you know everybody has difficulties in their lives and it's okay to have these um first world problems I I agree I agree and just if if you're feeling guilty try to channel that guilt and just check in on somebody that's Mm -hmm. I I do that a lot where I I remind myself how lucky I am and I know that there are people that that I love and that I care about that aren't even necessarily struggling. They're just going through a different situation and it it never hurts to reach out and be like, hey, I miss you. Yeah, that doesn't mean a lot. I know. And then before we before we wrap this up, I do think it's worth pointing out that one of us celebrated a quarantine stay at home birthday and it wasn't <laughs> me. You guys were the best. So some of the Zippy Paws team came, like they, they had a caravan driving up to my house and I lived super far away from everyone. So it must have been like 45 minute, an hour drive for everybody. And I was so surprised. They had signs and balloons and flowers and presents. <laughs> I, it was it was awesome. You guys made my month. Well, happy, happy birthday one more time it's still your birthday month so we can keep saying happy birthday yeah it was only like two days ago i'm still celebrating and miraculously i still have my job that was (laughs) that was that was the running joke among everyone is i had to reach out to nick and i believe my exact words were okay so i really want to do this but i just need to know on a scale of one to ten how much is she gonna hate it (laughs) okay yes i I loved it. Honestly, I loved it so much because I wasn't expecting it at all. And normally I'm a not I'm not a person that loves like grand gestures or public anything. I don't like people saying happy birthday to me. I don't like people making a huge deal for me. 
it just makes me uncomfortable but this didn't feel like that really um and usually i don't like surprise parties like i've never had a surprise party in my life because i always tell people i don't like surprises i'm like that type of person who likes spoilers when they're watching a show like i'll research spoilers before i watch the show which is really odd um but i i just like to have control i i just want to know what's happening and so this was really fun for me and i'm glad nick told you to go ahead with it so (laughs) i am glad too for anyone out there listening i love birthdays i'm not a huge fan of my birthday but i absolutely love you do go all out i do i just it's the people that i care about like what's a better opportunity to celebrate them it just makes sense yeah it was definitely fun um, usually I travel for my birthdays because in May it's like a really nice travel month. The weather is great. It's right before the summer holiday, so there's not that many tourists. But I really, really enjoyed my birthday this year, staying at home, doing things I want to do. Like I really wanted to get a, a car wash, so <laughs> so I just went through the car wash and that like I don't know. It just made my day. It was just really fun for me. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah, so it was nice. So if you have a um, quarantine birthday, happy birthday to all these, uh, all you guys out there. Yes, and then a special shout out for this podcast to Four Paw Clover, who I believe is one of our first fans on social media, right? Uh, yeah, Maybe? I think so. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening, and always love your feedback. So thank you very much for that. Yes. So um, the next episode, I believe, will touch upon some of the topics that she wanted us to talk about. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the next episode. What are we doing for the next one? It's puppy etiquette. Yes. (laughs) Puppy puppy basics. What what to teach your dog? What not to teach your dog? Kind of a, a part two of our puppy discussion, right? Yes. All the all the nitty gritty. So if you want to boop that follow button, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Dog Mom Podcast and our website at www.zippypaws.com backslash Dog Mom Podcast. And feel free to leave us feedback. Any questions, comments, concerns, we do read them. We love the feedback. And we have actually a couple podcasts in the future addressing some of the things you guys have reached out to us with. So never feel like you have to hesitate in reaching out to us because Jen or I will definitely get back to you in case you don't know we're pretty chatty. <laughs> oh, this is like, we we said we wanted this one to be a short one and it's almost an hour. So maybe we should just sign off. <laughs> so happy weekend and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye.